0: Alright folks, welcome to episode 72 of Biomass, the William the Refrigerator Perry Memorial Edition. Uh, for those of you who are asking, that's an American football player from the 80s, mid to, yeah, about mid-80s, who is essentially a ginormous dude that ate a lot, uh, so they refer to him as the fridge from the Chicago Bears and the uh World champion team uh, from 1985. No, I'm not from Chicago, nor am I a Bears fan, but I'm old enough to remember that shit. So, uh, And it gave me kind of a snappy lead into the episode tonight. So without further ado, we're going to hop right in and do a couple intros and get started. We've got kind of an interesting show for you. uh, And I don't mean interesting like I normally mean interesting because that's one of my favorite words to describe the podcast because I can't think of another adjective. Um it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's about that time where we start talking about some EVE stuff every once in a while, so we'll have a little bit of that discussion. I, a quick note about some things going on in Dust, uh, because, you know, frankly, it's, it's a little slow right now, and there's, uh, and CCP's pretty clammed up, uh, which happens occasionally, uh, and you can make of that what you will. And I think what we'll do towards the about the last third of the show, we'll talk a little bit about uh, a couple other games. There's a there's a game in particular that uh, I'm in currently a member of the uh, the alpha, uh, the closed alpha for that's actually looking pretty good. Uh, that might be of interest to the dust community in particular, at least folks that like those kind of games. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get some intros in, and we will start at the top of the list. So Sarazel, intro please.
1: Yeah, um I'm Sorizel. Um I'm a former member of the CPM. I am a co host here on the show, I am an editor on the blog, sometimes I write things. Um that's that's me.
2: Cool. And Heracles. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Heracles Porsche. I am a YouTuber, alcoholic, and one of the princes of the universe.
0: Okay, well done. Uh I knew you were a big queen fan at heart. Uh so bait.
3: Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Awa Bate. I'm a uh, not a director at Incorruptibles Bond. I'm a member of the Incorruptible, the Incorruptibles Corporation, uh, and I am a writer for the uh, Biomass Blog. And Jay, I can't wait to hear how that Eve Legion Alpha is going for you.
0: Yeah. So I'm. I will. There is an E in the title, and I'm not. <laughs> I. I will leave it at that for the moment. Uh, the initials are E C. So we will we will move on from there. Uh, Pokey.
4: Hey, I'm Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations, and I'm a co-host here on
0: Biomast. Okay, and we just had a CPM member decloak. Uh, Zaria?
5: Yeah, hi, I'm Zaria, and I'm a member of CPM2. And also, I'm very, very tired, so if I babble or rumble or sound really weird, it's because of
0: that. Outstanding uh, Eve trading card trading card game confirmed, uh, and uh, we're going to turn Dust into a laser tag event at some like Euro rave scene. It'll be sweet. Uh, okay, so what we'd like, what we're going to kind of lead off with a little bit tonight is again something that we we kind of do periodically. talk a little bit about Eve because um, there's a lot of crossovers uh, in, in terms of where Dust came from. Obviously, since they both come out of Crowd Control Productions, aka CCP. So uh, there is an interesting thing that they have called the CSM Council for Seller Management. I won't go into a whole lot of detail about that, but that's that was sort of sort of the precursor that the C- RCPM came from in in Dust. Uh, and what I'd like to do is turn this over to Zell a little bit, and he'll talk a little bit about kind of what the CSM is in relation to the CPM. Uh, and that's all kind of video game politics and you know kind of random community act- activists. Uh, coming together at a video game. It, it is kind of an interesting organic thing to, to take a look at, and there are a lot of uh, games out there or game communities that have now similar things that are uh, semi-formal or formally recognized community uh, leaders that deal with the game company itself. So I think E was literally maybe the first that really took it widespread, though. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and a little bit about the CSM Minutes the infamous yearly minutes from their meetings that they have in Iceland uh, which always has a couple of interesting nuggets of information so I'm gonna turn this over to Zell and we will chime in as necessary folks go ahead Zell
1: all right so um, the the big the big thing is um, the CSM is um, obviously a bit bigger more established it's been around for for uh, several years at this point um, uh, 10 in fact since there are that we're on a CSM 10 right now um, there's 14 members instead of our seven, and uh, the, the the big thing is that they have a they have a much more direct access to uh, the corporate CCP headquarters in in Iceland. Um, in in the notion that that uh, twice a year they're actually flown to uh, to Iceland, or at least some of them are. Some stay back and and join via Skype. Um, it's but you know they have a very very long. It's a three day summit where there's several meetings. Each meeting has up to like. Eight, you know, four to eight devs um, at a time, um, and they have publicly documented minutes which go out to the to the entire community, um, and so they're they're kind of uh, the CPM is kind of modeled after the CSM, um, but you know we we as CPM one we didn't have any summit at all uh officially and the, we we kind of had there was one one kind of period we had kind of like three meetings really close together and it was kind of a kind of like a mini virtual summit but it, and and I kind of used that phrase once or twice but it wasn't like an official formal summit we didn't have formal minutes for it um but uh hopefully hopefully CPM2 will have some sort of uh virtual summit um i i hope that they've been asking about that Zaria okay
5: well on. um I think it's it's something that a lot of people, well, the CPM wants that to happen. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, um, it's not something that's completely rejected on the CCPN end either. It's more of a question of how, when, where, what, and also, t- like, it's just time. Right now, there's, now is not the time. So, I mean, I that's all I can say. I don't know. Like, yeah, we want it to happen, but whether it will, I, I really don't know.
1: Okay, so um, the big thing is is that um, over the last uh, last week, there were the, th- the three-day summit for EVE, and there were some interesting notes in the CSM notes. Um, a lot of it is, of course, NDA. There are whole sessions that um, they simply say, this contains a lot of NDA material, so here's a picture of a cat. And so there are several cat pictures um, throughout the, the summit minutes. Um, just to get it out of the way before the podcast started i did a quick find on all all 3 days summit notes and the word dust does not appear once um that you should know
0: yeah now in the past they would actually have a uh, like a discrete a, a distinct block that would re- refer to dust and eve uh, and the linkages between the two or dust in particular it shows you about an hour or 2 hours uh, and I think earlier in the game cycle it was it was a little bit more deep uh, Mike Azariah who's actually one of the CSM members he's, he's been on the show earlier um, he mentioned that uh, he would actually cover the uh, the dust meetings he said there were I think he said there's about two or three hours of them when they would for the first couple of years dust was around in terms of direct interaction with the CSM about dust it, it it's pretty fasting, but obviously it's kind of dropped off the cliff, though.
1: And and those those session minutes were never released either?
0: Probably because the it is, it is a, a fairly well-known uh, piece of information that the CSM found out about EVE Legion and the announcement and how it was going to go down before the CPM did. Uh, and in fact, uh, when you talk to some of the CPM members, they would tell you that they found out only because it was mentioned in a joint meeting by the CSM and CCP like weren't, weren't exactly ready for the CPM to have heard about it.
1: So, yeah, they, I mean, they get, they get to talk to kind of some of the more senior people at at CCP than I, than I think uh, CPM generally get to talk to. Um, But there were a few interesting notes this year. Uh, One of the ones that I just caught on to a few minutes ago as I was reviewing the notes is that they have a section on, um, uh, third party development which is uh and and cr- the crest api and the the big important note is that there's um there's technically two apis for eve right now there's an old legacy one which is based on xml and the shiny new crest one which is actually um dust itself uh uses crest very heavily in in working with uh tranquility um and they're actually and the they didn't want to they don't want to add a lot to the old api so uh, dust really isn't supported by the old API at all um, but so our our we've always wanted um, you know more API support for dust but it, it they're actually noting here uh, fox 4 said that um, some read and write access to contacts in tranquility was enabled but it caused issues so it was pulled and it's led to a re-evaluation of crest for now until we can put more resources into it so um, that's that's probably the most dust related thing there is that that kind of the new API that would Allow you know potentially more interesting things to be built for Dust, um, third party wise, um, probably isn't going to see a whole lot of uh, development right now.
0: Okay, uh, I think that's that's probably a pretty. I, I'm not going to say that was an obvious thing, but it, it's interesting when they when they frame it in those terms because you see from the technical background like what what the two games need to talk to each other and how that's uh, not it's not being shelved, but it's there's definitely. Re looks at how it's being done.
1: Um, the the other thing that was talked about a lot was um, the new sovereignty system. Um, had quite a few different uh, sessions, probably th- three or four sessions that either were specifically about the sovereignty system or ended up being about the sovereignty system because they were nul or power projection or capital balance sessions or whatever. Um, and I guess the, the the big drama is that you know they replaced the old structure grind method with kind of like a hacking method. And then there are people who like that and people who don't like that. And um, obviously um, some of the bigger forces like goons want to go back to the older method. Um, there's kind of an anonymous quote with some, some drama claiming that uh scion from goons kind of uh, beat CCP devs into submission about, you know, going back to the old method or something uh-huh. closer to it.
0: I would I would offer a, a mild modifier to what you said. I don't I don't think I mean the, the people that quote unquote like the new what they're calling Fazizov, the dev, his name's they call it, it's, it's CCP Fozzy, and so he's kind of the progenitor of this. The uh, very few people like Fazizov. There are groups that have adapted to it, but that's but I have I've seen fairly consistent. And not quite uniform but fairly consistent from all quarters uh, distaste for the system um, and it's kind of and and it ranges from on the mild end of we didn't like the one you know we didn't like what we were doing but you you just exchanged one type of shitty system for a different kind of shitty system so it was like a, a net no gain no loss all the way to the far end where you had like large alliances collapse and just basically kind of walk away maybe not quit the game but just quit the whole nullsec kind of jazz like the sovereignty stuff which is sort of the the flagship part of the sandbox if you will in terms of the whole like do what you want make your own world kind of thing
1: yeah that's fair um i mean to be honest i still have i still do nothing but let my skill queue run i think i have like eight months of skill queue booked up right now so i just don't even log into eve so i haven't i haven't actually played with the new mechanics at all um but uh so that that's kind of one of the big things is that for i think i think seagull announced that for citadels they are kind of going to move back to more of a, a structure health based system for those
2: how do you log eight months of skill book i thought you could only do like a week or something
0: It used to be only twenty
1: four hours, and then they fixed it. They um, made a change. I want to say about six months ago, maybe.
0: No, no, no. It was was a lot longer than that. It was. It was a while ago.
5: Okay.
1: Well, anyways, last
5: winter it was last winter. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Less than a year.
1: They made a change so that you can you can queue up pretty much as much stuff as you want in your skill queue.
2: Do you? Um, Do you? Sorry to cut off. uh, Do you have to? uh, Do you have to keep paying for the subscription for it to keep? processing or oh yeah okay
1: figured so um yeah i think my eve subscription is like maybe like a sympathy charity donation to one of the saddest development companies i've ever dealt with i i don't know um but yeah I, i i do still pay for my eve subscription i do not play it at some point i'm sure i'll come back and be like wow look at all these skills that i will never ever use um but uh uh, yeah, so I, I haven't tried the new mechanics to get back to where we were, and uh, we'll we'll just uh, see where they go. I was I was kind of hoping I would hear more positive things because um, you know I used to play Nullsec type of stuff, and I, I found it incredibly boring most of the time. And I was hoping this would be a bit more exciting, perhaps. Um, but the feedback coming in doesn't sound like it necessarily is. So.
5: Should have come to Molden Heath. Molden Heath was hopping.
1: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, goons like to live in their space, and Molden heath is not—it's not theirs, and they can't make it theirs.
5: <sighs> well, you know. Um. What can you say?
1: Yeah. So, uh, and then, just I guess, kind of to move on the other—the other big topic that was covered in the minutes, um, and this was again with Cyan kind of leading the charge on this—was um, uh, Cyan was making a big point to try and um, answer the question of quote-unquote why does the CSM exist? Um, And this is of course potentially very interesting to to us as well as as we tend to to follow um, the CSM to a degree. You know in our white paper revamp uh, I I pushed to pick up a few changes that the CSM had made to their own white paper Um, but Fundamentally, he wanted, to, he was talking about moving more to um, kind of uh, small groups of experts, it looks like, um, that could be consulted on certain topics and in kind of a, a more enclosed area than the public forums, um, but not as enclosed as like the CSM internal chat. Um, and this is, you know, this is probably somewhat similar to some of the conversations that um, uh, we've had on the dust side just just uh, in terms of you've seen like um, Ratati opening up a group to talk about um, uh, uh, district whatever uh, planetary conquest um, and stuff like that to, to kind of just funnel productive feedback. Um, and that was that was a lot of what they were talking about as well. Um, Cyan was kind of pushing more for, I think CCP to have a part in selecting who could and couldn't be a part of that. Um, and CCP actually was responding more in terms of wanting to ensure that CSM were actually managing themselves their own groups and picking people they wanted to work with
0: it's a uh, like the the section in the, in the in the minutes is actually pretty telling because this has kind of been brewing for a while uh, long story short there and I think Zell did a very good job by the way of classifying this sort of the, the proposal was having a, a Locked section of the forums, so to speak, and it was like by invite only, Uh, and effectively the monitors or the uh, the moderators of it would be the CSM. Uh, So, like a. There, there's a couple guy. There's a couple of folks that do wormholes. Really, like it's a certain part of uh, Eve space that you can go into and manipulate. It's got some very, very specific and fairly complex set of rules that govern it, like physics rules, so to speak. So you have a, a couple of folks. There's one guy, Corbex in particular that is has always been the quote unquote wormhole guy on the CPM for the last two or three years. Uh, so the idea would be. He, he, there would be a wormhole section and he would nominate some people or people could come to him and he could vet them. And you, then you could have like a community of interest, so to speak, in a locked forum that's very heavily moderated, uh, like zero shit talk allowed, no no trolling, you know, like a very, very clean discussion uh, on topics at hand. Uh, now, the other part of this is that what Scion and a couple of the others were pushing for was basically really stepping away from the NDA, like in terms of uh, like writ large issues, because right now it's a pretty constrictive document. So what they were proposing is going to, um, I, I guess, almost like an NDA light, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, with that released more and more information out there uh, to broader you know, components of the public, I think. Um, and CCP, CCP, Leeloo, who kind of runs the program was at least the way I read the text in the minutes is, is not a fan of, <laughs> of, uh, the proposal that Sion and some of the other others laid out for them. Uh, but it, it is kind of interesting when you have the actual council itself, self asking, Hey, what is our purpose? And, um, we think that there needs to be a fundamental change in, in, in our structure and how we do business
1: yeah and uh, i mean i do want to emphasize that any any question of changing what the csm or cpm get under nda if you lighten the nda with the csm or the cpm all you're doing is ensuring that ccp tells the csm or cpm less the likelihood that you know that means they're going to tell the public more that's not exactly something I ever expect to happen from, from CCP. That is a tough fight every single, you know, you have to fight for every foot of, of transparency that you, you can get. And I, I you know, <laughs> I'm very wary of saying, well, we need to lighten the NDA, because that just means that CCP will, will inform the CSM and CPM of less, and we'll get blindsided by a lot more.
3: God forbid CCP ever tell us anything that's going on. It'd be the end of the fucking world.
0: Well, the, you know, in all honesty, I mean, this is, it kind of leads into a, like a different set of discussions, just generally, about how CCP does does business. But there is, um, you know, there there are a lot of companies out there now, or at least there is a strong minority of companies out there recently that have really been going the opposite way, because what the way CCP is doing business is frankly not that much different than most other large gaming game developing studios in terms of how they control information and control messaging. Um, what is, what is different is that they are uh, or were at least on the forefront of player, you know, the community player involvement in terms of the, in terms of the devel- ongoing development process. Um, I think they've frankly been surpassed by some other folks in terms of how they interact with the community and, uh, in a lot of broad different ways. So it's, um, it's interesting because I mean, even even when you have, I mean, this is this is a good document because you can actually see elected player reps asking, "Hey, we need to loosen things up." And interestingly enough, the the folks, the CCP folks in the room, Lilu, uh, Falcon, and such, particularly, were all about that. They were like, "Yes, we think we need to open things up sooner so that you can engage people with more agency with which you know to have these type of discussions and not." Be fearful of breaking the NDA, but that still ultimately didn't move the discussion. Again, we're reading pretty much off the paper here. We don't have that much in terms of inside information here, but it's there's still just a fundamental schism in terms of what the people that are on the CPN CSM want it to be or think how or or want how they want it to work versus how CCP does, which is like I said, it's an inter- it's an interesting turn of events if nothing else.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I had something to go off of that and then I lost it as soon as I said um.
0: So dust?
1: Dust is a thing. That exists. Um is dust. but uh yeah, so that's that was um kinda the, the, the meat of I think of the of the minutes and uh probably the the only other thing that I was really happy to see was a very small note from uh, CCP Falcon, where he basically said he was he saw no reason why there shouldn't be people flying around with bright pink ships, and I was very very happy to hear that.
5: Of course, you were. Hey,
2: Soraya. Quafe everything. I proof. Hey, Soraya. Yes. Soraya Zell. did you um, <laughs> did you check your in-game mail and in dust recently? No. <laughs> You Zell should, doesn't play Dust. Yeah, I know. You, you, you should, you should hop on Zell. and.
1: I I will do that actually. Um,
2: before the podcast ends, you should I, hop I, on and check your I, in-game mail.
1: I might do that. So, um, okay. So the other big thing that they they um uh that came out of Eve was actually not contained within the minutes themselves, but they were announced around the same time. Uh, was that uh, CCP Seagull made a big um uh kind of. Vision update thing where she kind of reiterated the whole um, eventual building to people, new structures and new subsystem, and people building their own stargates to access new areas of space. I think Eve has plenty of space already, and I think that whole concept is silly. But that's that's my personal editorial. Um, but the the big change was that um, you know about a year and a few months ago um, CCP stopped doing expansions for Eve. They moved to kind of a. Um, and this, this actually, this reminded me of what I was going to say about the the whole thing is them being surpassed and kind of companies doing things in a new way. Is that uh, CCP has always run as a very traditional company and uh, a very um, kind of straightforward enterprise business, and and not as much of kind of the new age startup you know culture that's kind of arising in some software development circles. Um, But they kind of did this trial about a year ago where they got rid of expansions and moved to like this six-week release cycle, um, which is kind of an agile, scrum type of development process where you're just kind of going through and pushing code out on a regular basis and just whenever it's ready, it goes. Um, And uh, they're actually uh, going back on that a bit. They're still going to keep going with with regular small releases, but um, they're going to start doing expansions again um, the big difference being that they will no longer be on a six month interval like they used to be, that they will, expansions will be quote unquote, when they're ready.
0: I think, I think that was kind of inevitable, inevitable. They would have to move to a cycle like that. And it, you know, as Zel kind of noted, there looks like they're still going to push out small things, kind of what we would refer to as like hot fix style uh, releases that, the, the what they're trying to do ultimately with Eve in the long run is build Eve 2.0, but they're in this conundrum where they have to—they can't really kill the goose that's laying the golden eggs It's keeping their, you know everything else moving in and afloat. So they're trying to do it from the inside out, like literally rebuilding like large swaths of the game uh, bit by bit while the game is running live. Because they either can't or they won't do parallel development, multi-year steal, development.
1: To steal a FanFest 2014 quote, they're trying to change the engine while the plane is in flight.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And and so if when you start getting into really really large uh, large-scale change, like the Saab system, for example, and that's really what's been been absolutely eating them alive, you you get into these tough tough positions where they're going to have to. Uh, really fundamentally change how they do things. So, uh, I, I like—I don't really think it's a big—a big shocker. I don't necessarily think that they're finding that they were "quote unquote" all fucked up. But what what it really is is they the things they have to do to, to change the game to, you know, like I said, build an airplane in flight, so to speak. They're just so big; uh, it's going to take a effectively, you know, old school expansion style. Uh, releases to get to, just because the changes are so far-reaching in terms of what they're trying to do.
1: See, on the more bitter perspective, uh, the way I saw it was I saw that they already had a lot of small point releases before they had, you know, your um, you know, Retribution 1.1, 1.2, etc., that would have bug fixes and some graphics changes, and sometimes a couple of small features. I think they were already doing kind of regular development um, to begin with, and I, I really, I feel like um, when they stopped expansions, I thought it was a mistake, and I thought that it was going to be cause them to no longer prioritize getting new features out and, and in a way that actually really keeps players coming back um and i do i personally i do feel that 's what happened, and I feel that uh you know they figured out that they have to go back to to releases to do um you know, you know anything real and i I really think they 're basically just undoing their change before but the you know kind of the the marketing layer to me is them saying oh well no 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 we're we're kind of doing the best of both worlds here where i really think we're they're just saying whoops we're undoing that
0: yeah but i, I just, I'm sorry, just go ahead, Bill.
1: yeah just just uh, no i'm sorry i interrupted you just cuz i i i had a pause i'm sorry um but i do think that it it is a good change though specifically that they used to have this 6 month expansion cycle which meant they had to pick what their expansion was going to be and they had a, a hard date, you know, give or take a few weeks, that they had to shove that content out at whatever state they were able to get it to. And that's what led, probably what was most responsible for the fact that all of Eve's previous Jesus features were horribly incomplete. Um, You know, I, I mean, once they booked Incarna as Incarna, they had to ship it, even though it was missing, well, all of it. Um, and so I I do I do like that they're moving... The big expansions part to a when we're ready uh, system because that means they will actually be able to complete features before they ship them.
0: Yeah. Now, and and conceptually, I, I think you know Zell and I like see this, you know, like the technical aspects aspects of it fairly similar. I, I have a slightly different take on it. I just I don't I don't think it was a mistake for them to do what they did to moving to the like uh, the agile system that they went to, which which is actually a a it's not just an adjective descriptor word. It's actually a style, a developmental style, um, or model rather. I th- I think it was fine. I think the issue is that also predisposes that the scope of what you're trying to change or what you're trying to work on is you know kind of capped, so to speak. Because the reality is, like to do, like again, to do these big changes, you really do need you know six nine months worth of work probably. Uh, to actually pull them off appropriately, and it occupies large stretches of man hours that they have to they have to deal with. So, I, like I said, I, I don't think I don't think it's a mistake. Uh, I just think the stuff they're working on is is of a scope that they they really don't have another choice to do it. Uh, and and to be fair, you know, there's kind of some you know some booyah that you can throw out there when you have an expansion. You know, there's a little bit of uh, pop that you can give to the community. Uh, they've had no would, ability to market
1: way. with six month, six week releases
0: that's true now but now, and but in all fairness though like the community was also generally really really freaking happy that they were getting some change every six weeks instead of waiting half a year
1: but the community the 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 community numbers aren't supporting that i mean player count has just kept falling throughout this no you mean, expansion thing i mean
0: like for the last 5 years it's been falling sure
1: hasn't really been falling for 5 years.
0: Oh, oh yeah it has. <laughs>
1: but I mean but I mean you got you got a spike with every every uh expansion release. And that's the same way WoW gets the WoW gets like 5 million spike for like a month. Um but they haven't had any, you know, people are like, "Oh, those are the, that's those are the changes for the last 6 weeks. No reason to, you know, whatever." And people just don't come back.
0: Yep. No, I think that's fair. Uh, there haven't
1: been any fancy videos or anything really. I mean, there's been the scope stuff, but
0: well, I mean, ultimately, what they're what they're fighting over on the Eve side is that there are a lot of they, there are now competing games, like legitimate competitors for the market share that they get after. Um, and even at its heyday, Eve was still a relatively small game compared to something like WoW. Uh, so, it, you know, it's a sign of the times. I mean, they're they're smart enough to realize they need to change some things. And they are they're trying, I think. Uh, but whether they can pull it off or not, we'll we'll probably see in the next couple of years. Um okay so I think we've we've whipped up on that de- on that dead horse for a minute and I think we can kind of transition on uh does anybody have anything dust related that they wanted to chat about I think the event's going pretty good By going good can you define that as in it's still ongoing or that it's going good for you or do you think people are generally happy with it
5: There's an event I mean that's pretty much I mean that that's already kind of you know I'm I'm saying I'm Positive. relatively
2: happy with it. I know that it, it was not like they did not put like the most whatever intense thought process in, into it compared to the other events, but I think they just kind of stimulated a little something, getting getting something out there. You know, I had very good games towards the beginning of the week just because people, you know, you you I had fuller games, people pushing for wins, and it was just you know. Games on the whole were a lot more stimulating towards the start of the week, just because you did have people on and pushing for those wins, and
0: you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's probably fair. I mean, I did a a very cursory look at the forums, which is always kind of dangerous to do, frankly. Um, you you see a lot of people are throwing the whole. Um, they're, they're struggling to get to the wins because of any number of different reasons that we've talked about in the last couple, three months, uh, issues with kind of the, you know, matchmaking, which is a very broad statement and it's very hard to quantify, frankly, um, in terms of like, Hey, I, like I, I can only do so much by myself, but the people I'm getting put in with or the squad gets put in with equals something. Um, are these people desirable.
2: getting in jump going in fire teams and squatting up, or are they just solo queuing? Dude, I, I have no fucking clue.
0: But um, I mean, like I said, I, I have not seen anybody. Oh, speaking
2: like, of people who who got upset on the forums, I made somebody rage quit. Dust from dust.
0: And, yeah, and I'm sure that's incredibly healthy for the game too. <laughs> um,
2: it was the for, The forum poster's name is Count Crotula,
0: and. Oh
3: <laughs> Have you seen his post? I'm you sorry, know who his, that is, his right? Bullshit. One hundred and fifty. No, who? No, matches. who? Who is
0: that? That that dude ain't quitting dust. He's he's only got like fifty five fucking alts, man. <laughs> um, it's his post
2: is called "It's almost as if people want dust to die." Anyway, um, about halfway through the post, he he says uh, he accused me of head glitching straight away. He says new boobs. Whoever's alt you are. F you, just F you, head, head glitching straight away. And uh, that's my alt. New boob is my alt. So I, I'll, if Count Crotchula leaves the game, I guess I'm going to have to take responsibility for that.
5: These these character names are just,
3: I mean, Amazing. I'm impressed. <laughs> the pin, I'm glad. Thank you. Uh, going back to the event real quick, I came report from a corporation that uh, some of our guys have obtained the, uh, the skin for the thirty out of thirty wins, I think about one member. Um, another one's halfway through, and uh, CEO's at like I think ten out of thirty wins. Um, so yeah, I personally have logged uh, about six out of thirty wins. I think. Um, of course, I haven't played much uh, recently, but uh, it's been games have been described to me as uh, officer proto stomp or nothing. So stomps. Some good games though, uh, mixed in, very pleased with uh, with those games obviously, but overall the mood that I've gotten, at least, and other court mates have gotten has just been stomps all around. Yeah, I've been Funny. running
2: pretty much only um, Proto, not really Officer, but pretty much only Proto, because I figured, well, I'm getting something good for my wins this week, so time to spend.
3: I, I guess, yeah, um, uh, I've also been told that if you, if you do run Proto, then you do okay. Unless you have like mad skills, which no one incorporation has mad skills, but yeah. I well, mean, the ball
5: I mean, I haven't played. Um, i yeah, i played every day, but you know, only for like an hour or two hours at a time. Um, I've been noticing a very, <laughs> very discouraging trend of people giving up even easier than before. And I mean, I'm sure there's some people who are just going, fuck this, I'm not going to win this battle, so I'm going to leave and try in another battle. But uh, acquisition that ends with 15 versus 3, it's just, uh, it's awful. I've been
2: noticing that more towards, like, the end of the week. Like, at the beginning of the week, I wasn't seeing that. But, yeah, it's more back to the old formula. Like, maybe today I started noticing a bit of that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. noticed some of that, too.
0: I don't. I don't think you're going to get away from that right now. Um, or ever. Well, you know what's what's interesting is even before you know you had a uh, a reward tied to like raw number of victories, you were still seeing it a lot. I think. Um, I, I think as far back as probably two or three months ago, it was it was, you know, the issue of imbalanced games was uh, in terms of like player count per side kind of thing. That was. That that's, that is not new, and, and I, I hate to say it's it like, but if, when you're whatever your total population in the game is, that that's a huge factor in all of these all of these constructs. Um, and for every person like Denny Fleetfoot that wants to you know trot their little ass out and then tell people that there's a gazillion play people playing Dust, just buy more ore and it'll be all okay. I, I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but like. I can I can tell when the machine doesn't have enough uh, enough input to produce the output that you desire and, and that there is no small part of that going on I suspect um, you know I and and I also liken it unto the well it's it's a bit of a stretch but this all kind of reminds me like the continued sort of uh, glossing over of of the numbers about the ps3 industry at large you know like that bullshit in, during the CPM elections, uh, you know, 7,000 votes cast and all that drama shit, that's ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I do think that, that they have some issues that they're not going to be able to solve. I don't care how they tweak matchmaking. I don't care what they do with it uh, because of the size of the player base. I, I, that is, That is probably something that they're not going to be able to generate until they come up with something dramatically different than what they're doing now.
2: Or put us on PS4, maybe I can dream
0: yeah I, I mean the unfortunate thing is you know a lot of people that would be interested in supporting them they've burned as a like not a community like a game community but like a customer base they've like burned so many people at this point that you know it's just it's just it's not good business acumen on display when you look at how they've how they've executed some of their work lately. Or, well, in the last few years, anyway.
2: Uh, you just keep going back to the downer stuff, Jason.
0: Okay, name me a positive thing going on in Dust. Go. My videos. Name me They're a sexy. positive thing that more than five people not named your mom and brothers and sisters watch. <laughs> um,
5: that's cold. No, no, that's no, okay. That, was, I'm a that
1: big, was really cruel, man.
0: I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take the trolling. Dude, um, it's like a... It's. It's... It's like a like 10.55 here. I'm an old man. It's past my bedtime. you got to be joking me.
2: <laughs> so it's still, be I mean, mean. <laughs> it's still a game with a good social setup. You know? well,
3: fucking A, man. Social setup in Dust is one of the best in any uh, any game that I've played and, and played as, as religiously as I, as I do this game. Well, fucking wonderful. I've met more people in this uh, game than... Well, yeah,
5: it's the reason anywhere. why a majority of the people any of us play with still play the game or played as long as they did was because it was because of the community and the people you met and the people you played with it wasn't it's not the game i mean it's the framework no.
3: it's <laughs> the, game's, the game's shit man it's the <laughs> zarya's right man it, it's well the... i
5: can't say that because obviously oh, i can't say that maybe it's but a, a i mean you know like strong, what i mean
3: it, you know it, it 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 could be better it could be all
0: hell of a lot better but no yeah trust me i i've said that i've said that for years that the it's it's actually very much like eve like if you took, look at like eve the actual video game part of eve it it it's pretty shitty you know well look
2: i know i know <laughs> dust has got boils and blisters and broken pieces of engine and you know all all kinds of things wrong with it but i still think. Engine. If we, I still think we could make this game a little more playable if we keep working on tweaking the numbers, this, that, and the other thing. I think we can, we can have squeeze an ounce or two more fun out of it.
1: This is like some of it- this is like early pokey level optimism right here.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually dipped below that now. I mean, let's let's be honest here. The game is on life support. I mean, you can tweak things how you want, but it, it's literally limping along. And it, it, I mean, sure, you, you get some some cool features, but, I mean, it's it's mostly cleaning up the wrapper and, and, and making things look pretty and and whatnot, and that's that's fine. But, I mean, uh, like I was saying in the Skype channel earlier, I said, you know, you can take um, a car and redo the exterior and stick the old engine in it. It's still going to run like a clunker. You know, you can, you can tweak it and, and, and twist it around, but it's, it's not going to get a lot better. It's just going to kind of keep limping along like it always have, regardless of how pretty it is. I mean, if you really want to see some substantial change, you've got to rip that engine apart and fix the problems with it, or replace it altogether, and and that's what really needs to happen right now, because currently we, we are limping along. It's on life support. Alright, I think we've just... And, can we just... Hey, we've can we look, just Enough, not interrupt enough me? negativity. Be, no, 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 they, you could stop interrupting me. It's That'd be not swell. Even... <laughs> Go ahead,
3: babe. It, it It's not even a numbers game, uh, in my mind. Sure, there's some shit that's like it it could be fixed with like with numbers, but I just want to be able to play a match right where I don't lag like shit on a map or an installation. I just want that exactly. I don't care about the I don't, I don't care about the, the stuff that's er, or dirt. This is op, buff it, nerf it, take it out of the game. I don't care about that shit. And a lot of people in the community, I feel, don't care about that shit either. I just want to be able to to enjoy a game, not have to go to into a skirmish. And queue up on the lag facility and be like, okay, I'm gonna stay at Delta. Hope people come uh, and kill tanks. That's not fun. I mean, AV is fun, but I don't want to do that every time I get on that installation or that uh, that socket. I want to go into the city and do shit. It,
4: yeah. It's no, great. I I hear you. I mean, it's like I don't care how perfectly balanced my rifle is if I can only you know enjoy it once every couple seconds because the frame rate is so bad. I mean, it, it's gotten to a point where it's so bad. It's like I, I'm losing enjoyability from the game because it just simply does not perform the way it should. And unfortunately, there's lots of other games coming out which, you know, they, they, they work better because they're on new systems. They aren't on life support. They're being actively developed, and we need that right now, and we just aren't getting it. And if something happens, I sure as hell hope it happens soon.
0: Okay. All right. So now we have to do the 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 compliment sandwich sandwich so where if you say bad stuff you have to follow it up with something good so all right heracles go ahead give me some positive shit
2: oh damn it you guys just brought me all the way down and yeah i don't know
0: um positive
2: shit uh i made fun videos where i got everybody in death shroud skins and we like goofed off and yeah
0: okay
2: i know look i know this game is trash but but sometimes you can have fun in the trash like that character like who is it Oscar who is who's that little green dude in the trash bin
0: Oscar the grouch. the grouch
2: Oscar the grouch you just have to have that attitude but not grouchy just just have fun just have fun in the trash it, 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 you just, you
3: have to have that attitude episode title fun in the trash oh
0: god no well I I think that I think there's there's a point there uh. I, I don't disagree with you. And I think, well, actually I think anybody in here probably would agree with you, Heracles. The, the flip side though, of that is at, at some point you really want to play like, like some for games though. Uh, and that's the kind of, that, that is kind of the ugly part. And what you guys did say in terms of the, the social framework that the game is allowed to grow, um, it is frankly pretty special. I totally, totally don't doubt that at all. Um, That being said, that's one of the, for me personally, for somebody who spent a fair amount of time building different facets of the community over the last, you know, several years, uh, that's one of the really frustrating parts for me is that uh, I think there's a lot of players that would really, really support um, a game that was delivered as, as described by CCP to most of us that got in the game and stuck with it for several years. I mean, you would have people that would, like, Rebuild and build and progress, like swaths of uh, the gaming community, if they would like, kind of do anything. <laughs> you know? But, but they're not. So that, and that's okay. And like I said, it's not about being a Debbie Downer. It's just, it, it is, it kind of is what it is. Uh, you know, it's not. If it's not you want to people...
2: grab people and go to some random edge of the map and drink and sing and curse and do other stuff, then Dust is still a great game for that.
0: Yeah, but so is a whole hell of a lot of other games.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're big. They're big maps, and and like we said, great social system.
3: Yeah, see, that's something special about Dust is being able to do that. It's like you're dicking around and having fun in a bad game, and you know it's been the whole time, uh, the the whole time that you've queued into this factional battle, and you're not helping your team, and you've loaded lavs down with re's, uh, and you're trying to run over fellow courtmates or start a fight club in the corner of a map and beat the shit out of court mates, that's when the game becomes fun. It's those corners, man.
0: Mm, yeah, but again, I'm just, I'm, I'm hearing it all. I'm just, like, none of that really gets through the, the fucking two or three levels of reality that I have in between those statements and me, but... Oh, you're nah, living in reality? No, no you, you can't reality. do that if you want to have fun like, with dust.
3: Be like fucking Plato, man. Fuck reality.
0: <laughs> yeah. Join the dark side yeah and he was forced to drink fucking hemlock. Let me know how that works out for you um no,
3: no wrong philosopher
0: same thing some old Greek dude. I don't give a fuck the uh
3: come join us one day jay you you myself uh, Heracles, uh we'll squat it we'll dig around and it will change your outlook
0: I d- I don't think you realize how <laughs> no i I am done with that. <laughs> Um, okay, so let me see. Do, do we have any other news that we wanted to, to pitch out for, uh, for what we've got going on in terms of our CCP product?
1: I don't know. We filled uh, a good good 50 minutes here, man.
0: Yeah, I know. We were like stretching that shit out pretty good, I thought. I was pretty proud of that, actually. Uh,
3: I did see um, on the forums, or I think Ripley was telling me about it. Um, I guess Aeon has, uh, has an HP thread up uh, somewhere. I haven't looked. I think it'll link for it. Um, it, has anybody else seen that? I don't know where it's floating kind from. Of Aeon's between. thread. I
4: I saw it, but it, it kind of divulged into a, a shitstorm, and I just kind of lost interest in watching people scream at each other.
3: Oh, was that that thread? Okay, I think maybe I think I, it's the maybe, same one we're talking maybe, about. Maybe, yeah, maybe I did. I did see some that. then if that's the case, and because that was the one that um, breaking and Aeon. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah, and I, people I started screaming at each other, and I just like I. I don't have enough free time to deal with this, so I kind of disengaged. But I I did see it. It, It's good to see them working on that sort of thing. It's just the feedback in the community is very toxic about it right now. Kudos to them for trying.
5: You mean right now? Don't you mean generally speaking?
4: Well, yeah. Well, yeah, all the time. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to be this positive, upbeat person that I'm known to be, despite my grievances.
0: Okay. All right, so...
4: What's we all thought too.
1: we all thought it would take one CPM term to make uh, Pokey bitter. It just took losing two CPM <laughs> elections to
4: make. It, it does sting. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it, but uh, well, yeah, I'm still well, here, right?
5: <laughs> Soraya, as as just being so nice to Pokey, I felt the need to um, deliver the message Cross says to tell you that you're a ferret. Okay.
2: Uh, ferrets That's are shocker. cool. We can be upbeat about ferrets.
5: I mean, I I just you know. I do what Cross tells me to do, and he told me to tell you that, you know, you're a ferret, so... Doing what Cross tells you to do? That's that's, that's
1: how so I thats how I got through my CPM term, so, I, so I, I write, I, I... Yeah.
2: Ferrets are cool.
5: That, no, that they're really not. No.
2: Okay. I had a pet ferret named Fuzzy growing up. <laughs> I can vouch for the I'm coolness sorry, of
5: Jay. ferrets. You know, I'm sorry, apologize we, for we this to, devolving... When I, when I was a lot younger,
1: we had a, a pet ferret that was named Tribble. Like, like you know, the triples in Star Trek. Cute. Do ferrets smell awful. Or is they only see, smell. Yeah, they here's taste. the thing, only though. I, I have like, you do not give them a bath regularly.
3: Okay, because I have, I, I was like
2: born have with have almost ferrets. no sense of smell, so that's probably why I love ferrets. Hey, okay. my brother. Yeah,
1: they just have to. They just need to be bathed on a regular basis. They're, you know, they don't do that shit themselves.
3: See, this is more no. like cats. I don't ever have to bathe the damn cat. I just got to watch it lick its balls, and it's great.
1: That's that's should, more than should. I needed to know.
3: <laughs> it dude's like self-sufficient. It's wonderful.
2: I really should have bathed my ferret more.
4: Okay, so did Zarya want to do the CPM update? If there's anything to update us before she passes out?
5: No, I think this uh, discussion about, you know, bathing ferrets is, is much more relevant and
3: interesting. <laughs> I'm cracking up here.
0: Bathing ferrets. Today I learned. Okay, on that <laughs> note, um... <laughs> I think we're going to go ahead and, and transition to kind of the uh, last segment for the show, uh, since clearly we're coming off the rails on this one. So, and by the way, boys and girls, if you're ever trying to run a podcast, this is what happens when you have a very specialized podcast and there's nothing special going on in that specialized field. You really get to get to grope around for some topics and stuff. So, uh, I do have a little bit of a little bit of kind of neat news. Uh, I am in a closed alpha for um, a game called Eternal Crusade. We've mentioned it on the show before, and you, you, can, uh, you can easily look it up and get your Google, Google Foo on uh, under Eternal Crusade. And they also, a couple, couple things interesting. It's all about the Warhammer 40k universe. It is a uh, kind of an MMO shooter style game. Um, it is. It is not a first-person shooter. It is a third-person shooter. So it's a little bit different kind of genre, but it is definitely all about Warhammer 40K. So if you have any interest in that sort of IP, um, I, what I can tell you is that uh, you you will probably enjoy this game uh, to a degree. Uh, I I have been involved with Eternal Crusade for you know kind of a you know a while. Uh, often on two is as well, by the way. I don't. I don't think he's in the. He's not in the alpha though. Uh, it is actually pretty cool, and uh, I will offer that it's there is an NDA that we're all under. But the interesting thing about how uh, the studio that, that's building it, they they do business. They have a like a live stream every week, basically where they do live gameplay, like current dev footage, like literally devs playing right there uh during the live feed on twitch and then they do q a from the fans so uh what i can talk about is pretty much i can compare and contrast a little bit about what you see on those live streams if you you can find them on youtube all day long Uh, and i think they put one out this friday by the way uh there's tons of them they have a very very open development model in terms of what they do there's very little that they don't put out on the Twitch stream uh, or talk about directly in the Q and A's, either in the public forums or uh, like I said, on the stream. So what I can tell you is this, uh, it, it is a third person shooter, not a first person shooter. So that automatically turns a lot of people off. Now, that being said, this is a very well executed one. It is in the closed alpha state. And without going into a whole lot of detail, I can, t- I can offer that. I was very surprised at how, crisp the game felt uh, even though it's a closed alpha. Um, pretty much what you see on the, the Twitch streams is very indicative of the style of gameplay. It's fairly fast moving. It's got a, bit, you know, it, it is not a Call of Duty sort of grinder. It is not a like a bullet fest where you're just, your, your KDR is like zero it's got an actually pretty extended time to kill and the different classes that they use, there's like multiple races and the different classes they use actually blend pretty well. Uh, I would say, and really what you're dealing with is primarily kind of the space Marine style, you know, power armored uh, kind of protagonist sort of thing. And then their opposite number, the antagonist, uh, they've got some other races that are coming out at, you know, at some point and there's a variety of other, other, classes that they have to fill out but from what i've seen in terms of just the, the straight up combat style mechanics it's actually pretty it's crisp there. oh sorry the uh the combat mechanics are actually really crisp um i i tended to and you cut out again okay well i don't know if i'm transmitting or not so i'm hearing
4: you so i think it's just cutting out for him
0: oh i'm sorry oh okay okay so the, the the mechanics themselves are pretty good. They uh, the visuals are really good. They're they're still continuing to polish them. So it's all of the things if you if you're into the 40k universe, a lot of a lot of homages to uh, that that IP. Uh, and they do have a in, in terms of the story behind the game. There's actually quite a few of the the big known characters and stuff like that that are uh, a part and parcel to the game. So a lot of vehicle combat. Actually, surprisingly good vehicle combat. Interesting thing: they're, the tanks that they have in there, uh, you can you can do one thing at a time. So you can drive it, or you can shoot the big gun, or you can shoot the little guns. Uh, so however many people you put in the tank, that's how that's how effective the the tank is in combat. And by the way, if you have them fully loaded, they'll murder some shit.
1: That that is that would be exactly what I've talked about wanting dust tanks to do.
0: So, I was forever. waiting for you to, I was waiting for somebody to mention that. that I just pretty I just, much why I keyed it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's been my big sticking point on these tanks forever is that you should not be able to drive and shoot everything all at once.
0: So, okay, here's an interesting interesting factoid. The the EP or the executive producer if you will for this game is a former CCP employee that was involved in Dust. Uh you know, way long time ago, like when it was first still before getting before,
1: before GN, right?
0: Yeah, before him. Uh, his name's Nathan Richardson. I think he was CCP your So, just, uh, if I said his name right,
1: yeah, I think that's um, right. But nobody really had like yeah if, heard yeah. Him not him not a lot of people were,
0: would recognize that. Um, but he also brought over several other. Like a handful of other ccp guys you know that's how devs work it's kind of like the construction or engineering business you, you hire people that you know for the job that you're on and um, he brought over more than a few eve folks here over the last year or well eight months rather so there are clearly some areas in this where you can be like wow this looks this looks like dust but it's really but there will be points in the i can't really i can't really mention them specifically but there are certain points about the game where you're like, this looks like something that you wish that they would have done in Dust when they were designing the game. Mostly because the guy who's helping put it together is like, I've done this before. I've seen a game strikingly kind of like this, or at least similar. And you know what? That thing over there, that's probably not going to work. Let's do it this way. There, There's a few pictures in there, or few little pieces where you can clearly pick up that, wow, that that's a pretty smart idea that they should have should have done elsewhere um so it is kind of interesting it's not like i'm not classifying this as a you know a guy trying to execute a dust 514 redo it not even close it's very different games but you can kind of tell that uh there were some lessons learned perhaps particularly when you track back where the executive producer came from so just an interesting little point there, but like I said, it looks good uh, for closed alpha. There are some bugs, as you can expect. There's some balance issues here and there, but it looks good. It plays, like I said, surprisingly well. So if you're looking for a game to kind of keep keep on the radar screen, Eternal Crusade, highly recommended. Um, Behavior uh, Behavior Entertainment is pretty good, and they are, um, I, I think they are definitely on the mark so far with uh, with this game. So we'll see how it turns out. Did I check your mail yet?
1: I did. My mail was amazeballs. <laughs> oh, got him.
0: That plays well on radio, by the way.
1: They they got they got six like I think it was eleven people to mail me. Just the word amaze balls and nothing else.
0: <laughs> Very well then. Uh okay. So unless anybody has any saved rounds that they wanna wanna throw out there, I'm gonna recommend that we move on to shout outs. And sort of bring this one down to the earth. What do you guys think? Sold. Okay. Zell, shout outs, brother.
1: I'm giving my shout out to uh CCP Falcon for being the first the first dev on the record to maybe be indicating that my Hello Kitty um Scorpion may exist someday.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, Bait. Uh
3: yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to uh the Incorruptibles Corporation. Uh, love playing with you guys, thank you. Uh, Shout out to my science teacher for looking back over my science test uh, after many, many requests uh, from myself. uh, Ended up bringing up my grade in uh, both the test and the class overall, which is always good. Um, Let's see, what else? Oh, shout out to the fucking weather for raining almost all week uh, here in northeast Florida. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> okay. Alright, Pokey. Or correction, Heracles, sorry. Uh shout
2: out to Darth and everyone who came to the channel Go, Go Power Rangers to join my Death Shroud squad and be in my Princes of the Universe video. Oh, Kidoki and KJ,
1: <laughs> you're just loving these shout outs this week, aren't you? Hello Kitty and Go Go Power Rangers. <laughs> We're so, a mature yeah.
4: bunch here sophisticated yeah, taste. Not quite. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to Zarya for coming out of the show, despite not getting a chance to do what she came here for, which is a CPM update, but we do appreciate her staying up and being with us because it is good to have a, a CPM pres- presence on the show. So, thank you, Zarya.
0: Alrighty, then. Uh, let's see. So, quick shout-outs. I'll throw one out to Behavior Entertainment. Uh, I am enjoying Eternal Crusade. It's pretty good. And if, in case you're wondering what else Behavior Entertainment does, uh They've made Halo, Waypoint, Shadows of Mordor, Wolfenstein, New Order, Far Cry 3, and they are also the folks helping produce Star Citizen. Don't th- don't let that fool you, this is probably actually gonna be, be built and turn out well. Um, other than that, uh, I think that's the the host of my shout out so far. Actually, I do wanna give a quick shout out to uh, Tybee Island, it's a, like a pretty cool little like pseudo vacation spot uh, or kind of like laid back community they went to this weekend. Pretty cool. I had a, had a nice, uh, had a nice rum and Coke there It's pretty good to pull up on a boat and see that place. So uh, I think that just about does it for episode 72 of the William, the refrigerator Perry Memorial episode of Biomast. So folks, good night and good luck.